Welcome back to the Luke Page Podcast. Would you like some help on how to sell effectively, specifically with Instagram stories? If that's the case, then today's episode you're going to love. I've got Monica Little on. Um, Monica and I uh, have the same coach. Well, uh, Monica's with that coach now. I've moved on from that coach. But um, basically, uh, a couple of months ago, oh, not, not even a couple, one month ago, we both spoke at a event together, which was ran by our old coach, her current coach and my old coach, if that makes sense. They're the same person. Um, and that's where I met Monica and I saw her talk and I just really loved what she spoke about. And she spoke specifically about selling in Instagram stories. And I'm sitting there taking notes going, oh, I love that point. Love that point. And um, I knew instantly, I'm like, I've got to get her on my podcast. So I reached out to her and um, she she uh, said, yes, she's jumped on. So we just had a, a chat for close to an hour and um, we were able to go deeper into what she was speaking about at that live event and I was able to ask a lot of questions so you're going to love this one this is all about selling in Instagram stories make sure you get your pen and paper ready you're going to be taking a lot of notes you're going to learn heaps so enjoy all right here we go you're listening to the Luke Page podcast the number one podcast specifically made for coaches get ready for out-of-the-box conversations from the world's leading coaches and experts We're going to be talking all things business, health, happiness, and just being the most amazing human being that you can. Why? Well, I ask, why not? You see, we're only here once. We've got one life, so let's make this thing count. I believe that we can have it all. All the money, all the love, all the joy, all the success, all the excitement. I'm here for all of it. And if you are too, then come along with me. Let's do this. Uh, Monica. What? Uh, How are you? Yeah, good, 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 good. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, you know, uh, seeing you speak at uh, at BBD. So, anyone listening, um, Monica and I, uh, uh, we spoke at this like the live virtual event. With are you still with? Um, are you still with uh, James? Yeah, yeah, with Next Level. Yep. Yeah. So, are you um, in Next Level or are you in BBD? No, I'm not. I mean, I did it. I'm not with them anymore. So uh, oh, got it, got I'm it. A, uh, a retiree. <laughs> I'm, reti- I'm retired from there. But yeah. um, I did BBD, then I did Next Level. So, um, nice. But um, I think you're still a – you like almost – I think you get like lifetime membership to BBD. Well, yeah. I do anyway. I don't know if everyone yep. does. But <laughs> I still get the invites to the BBD Live, which I always go to. So, yeah, listening to this, Monica and I, um, we've basically – uh, had the same coach. Monica's still with James Webmore. I've been with James Webmore for a few years, but I've moved on. But um, the, he runs a, 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 an event once a year, and Monica and I just uh, spoke about our craft. Monica spoke about something that she's into, and I spoke about something I'm into. And um, the thing that you spoke about, which is selling in stories, and I was like loving it. I was like, right, I'm writing that down. I'm like, oh, it's a good one, it's a good one. And then like, <laughs> straight away, yeah, like one of the main things I was doing out of BBD live Monica is I I one of the main reasons I go is I, I look for people who I want to connect with and get on the podcast mm-hmm. legit and as yeah. soon as I saw you I'm like bang writing down Monica <laughs> and I'm gonna reach out to her and uh here we are yeah You're here. worked so, out perfect yeah it worked out perfect now the challenge for you is is that um you had the um you were able to uh use slides and presentations when we went through it 
Now it's only audio, so uh, yeah. a little bit more challenging, but I'm sure you're going to be able to pull this off. So um, Yeah, yeah, we'll see what, how it goes. What was it um, that you were talking about? Was it s- selling in stories, wasn't it? Yeah, specifically selling on stories. So how I look at social media in particular is a lot of what I post on the Instagram feed is very educational. It's really showing I'm the expert. It's really kind of ruffling some feathers and getting people to really pay attention to what I'm saying. And then strictly in the stories, that's where I really sell and predominantly only sell in my stories. I don't really teach in my stories. I don't educate in my stories, but just showing up and talking about the actual programs and offers that I have and selling on stories all day, every day, which is so much fun. That's interesting. So you don't really do a whole lot of teaching in your stories. It's like you use the reels, the carousels, the posting on your wall to do the teaching to attract your audience. But then your stories are like kind of behind the scenes of your your everyday life, that and selling. Yep. So cool. Yeah, Yeah. and I also do the inverse too where on my feed, I don't really sell too much. So I don't really talk about my programs too much. Every so often on my feed, I will at the bottom of a caption mention something, but Mm. I like to have that distinction because I don't want to be selling, selling, selling on my feed all the time and then also selling, selling, selling on my stories. So I like to have educational on the feed, sell on the stories, and then have a lot of great DM conversations from the stories too and Mm. have that a little bit separate. But for me, I found that that has really worked and it's it's been fun to just experiment and see how it all comes together mm, it's so interesting how like everyone just does their own little thing and there's not like one you know one specific way to do it like everyone just has success in different ways the way i look at that one thing i think about there is like okay don't you like do you ever get like say for example for me personally um if i want to get as many people to see something then i'll post something on my wall um mm-hmm. So do you ever think about, hey, if I'm going to sell something um, and I want to get as many people to see it, if I'm only going to push it into my stories, I mean, is it different for you? I don't know. For me, it is. Um, Do you ever think about that? Yeah, what I find for me personally is I actually think I have more engagement, more views on my stories. So mm. obviously, like the reach on my posts is is higher compared to the views on my stories. But I truly think people on my stories are the qualified leads and the people who actually are interested in what I'm doing on a daily basis and what I'm talking about on a daily basis. So I I think for me, that's been one thing that has been really helpful is just knowing that my audience loves to hang out on the stories and they're all always DMing me. But I think what you said, it can totally depend on where your audience hangs out. Like if your audience hangs out on the feed, then sure, you know, sell on the feed and talk about it on the feed. But what I truly find is my people are hanging out more in the stories. They're asking questions in the stories. We're having great DM conversations. And then that just leads to a much easier sale. So although I talk about selling all day, every day, it's not like aggressive selling. It's not this sleazy carsman selling. There, There is indirect selling. There's ways of really celebrating your members and what they're doing. And that's also selling in an indirect way. So mm. it's it's not truly just buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. There's some finesse to it. But I found that that, um, that split for me has been working really, really well. Mm. Do you actually, um, when you kind of have a scroll and look at uh, people you follow, do you watch, are you a story watcher? <laughs> I'm much more of a story watcher a than story a watcher. feed scroller. Yeah, I'm not big on like scrolling the feed. I don't yeah. know. It's not my it's not my fave. What about you? That's interesting because when you were saying that, I was thinking that I don't watch stories. 
Now I'm not. I'm probably a little bit of a weird person because I actually don't. I I actually don't scroll a lot. Um, like I don't, I don't follow it like my friends and like people. I don't because yeah. people that don't understand it, I think they probably get a little bit upset and cut. And uh, I know when I first kind of jumped on Instagram um, years ago, I think people because the the ex- expectation is, uh, hey, your your friends follow you, follow them back. But I was just doing it for a business point of view, and I think pe- some people got a little bit like pissed off at me, like, "Do you not like mm-hmm. me anymore?" But um, I just don't really use Instagram a whole lot. I'm, I might scroll on TikTok every now and then, even though I've really cut down my social media scrolling in the last few weeks, which has been amazing. Um, but yeah, I don't. I really don't look at stories. Like very rarely mm-hmm. do I look at stories. So you love stories. You're more of a story. Um, watcher than a yeah. kind of a, a, a what's it called a feed watcher <laughs> feed scroller yeah hundred percent but I'm similar I, I'm similar to you on that too like yeah. I'm very particular about not spending too much time on social media especially when it is your business and having that distinction between like personal social media versus business social media because mm. when they are intertwined man that can just lead to like endless scrolling because now you see friends and now you see business and now you see clients and now you see friends and you're just get caught up in this web so I agree with you 100% like I like to keep my page super super separate but yeah for me I found that when I scroll I actually spend more time so when I'm scrolling through the Instagram feed I'm actually spending more time versus the stories I'll go through a couple I'll be like okay I'm done I don't need to watch any more of these so the time that I do spend on Instagram just as a user and as a browser is definitely more in the stories but I agree with you wholeheartedly of Mm. having really good boundaries just on Instagram in general even though it is our business Um, I think because it is our business to be on there even more so we have to have those strong boundaries around it. Mm. How does someone? Because um, this is a big one. If you know, if, I, I think a lot of people get you know, they get they fall into the trap where they're building this business on social media, and then they mentally don't work, and they just get you know fall into this scrolling binge. How do you set boundaries? Like, what do you do specifically um, to help you have control? as opposed to the apps having control over you because they're just yeah. designed to control us, aren't they? <laughs> yes, 100%. Yeah. Well, I think for me, I mean, one example is I'm not on TikTok specifically for that reason because mm. I just know that if I add another social media platform to my profile, to my, even if it's business or just mm. for leisure, whatever it may be, I know that I would spend so much more time on social media. So I know I have to be on TikTok, but I'm like, I just don't have the brain capacity to add another social platform platform on my plate right but I think in terms of Instagram I don't know I'm a very disciplined person in general like I you know and for me when I notice I've been scrolling for more than five minutes I'm like okay I got stuff to do like what am I doing here wasting my time kind of binging and scrolling on stuff that maybe isn't for a purpose right so if I'm intentionally scrolling to you know, catch up with clients, see what they're doing, see what other coaches are up to to kind of learn from them. I mean, that is intentional and with great purpose, right? But when I notice I'm aimlessly browsing for no reason, it's truly just awareness and catching yourself. And then I'm just disciplined to be like, okay, like I got shit to do, you know, and and I don't know if I can swear on this or not. So sorry. (laughs) Um, But like, I got stuff to do, right? So, so Mm. I just make sure to have my priorities front and center. And I think that's anything for a business owner is just having some of that discernment of, okay, am I working right now? Am I working towards my goals or am I kind of over here getting sidetracked and allowing distractions to get me away from from where I really want to be spending my time? Mm, That's really good that you've got that awareness. Um, 
I've been doing these meditations the last um, probably few few weeks, and in the morning I do one. And uh, one of the questions it kind of asks itself is, "Who don't you want to be anymore?" Mm. And I think for me that's been a a really awesome one because you know what do we normally do is we just wake up and we go into automatic mode and just do the same shit that we did yesterday and we're not aware of what we're doing and I think you know if we could be aware if we had you know a video recording us showing us what we're doing every single day and we look get to the end of the day and we could review that and then it shows us sitting there on our phone scrolling scrolling the thing is, if we had that awareness, I'm sure we would do it less, but we don't because we're just, you know, our brain's in automatic mode and we're not aware of what we're doing. So I think that's been a really good one for me where it's like, okay, who don't you long want to be anymore? And one of the things, yeah, I've been thinking, I was like, man, I don't want to scroll on TikTok. Like, seriously, mm-hmm. it's stupid. And um, <laughs> yeah, like last night I was, I got in my, I was in my car and I came home and I sat on my phone and I was just doing a little bit of work before I came inside. And I jumped on TikTok and I was probably about, yeah, five minutes in. And then I'm like, have my phone. And I like, I remember I just caught myself and I just dropped it on the ground. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> Stop this. So yep. you're just on Insta, Monica? Yeah, you, yeah. And then just, just one, one platform? Well, Instagram, the, the main places that I hang out is Instagram and then I have my own podcast. So those are the main yeah. places that I am. But yeah, I haven't really got on TikTok. I mean, Facebook, I cross post anything on instagram on a facebook and i have my members in a facebook group but i don't actively you know have like this external community on facebook but for Mm. me personally i found the more things i have on my plate the less i actually accomplish and it's Mm. truly just been where do i want to be known to be hanging out where do i want my people to find me where do i want to build connection and how do i not spread myself too thin by trying to literally be in every single place so i know there's obviously great ways to be efficient with it to like post on instagram and tiktok and and use that in in a way where it is an advantage and not something that's just taking up more time but I haven't really had the capacity even to get there just yet. Um, hopefully in the next couple months, I, I aim to be on TikTok. But I think there's just, you know, me focusing on where I want to be right now and taking it one little baby step at a time and seeing what mm. happens from that. Yeah, that's it. Hey, I just want to quickly jump in here to tell you about this awesome new training that I've put together. It's called the three steps to get to 10K a month as a coach. Now, if you're a coach and you're currently making under 10K each month and you want to know how you can get there for yourself, how you can be doing 10K months, month after month, then you probably want to check out this really awesome training. I've kept it short, only goes for 14 minutes. You don't even need to opt in, so save your email for another spammer. To watch it, head to lukepage.com.au forward slash 10k i'm gonna pop that link in the show notes but anyway let's get back to the episode all right let's start talking your specialty then which is the stories so where are we starting well i can give a quick overview of just what my little framework is (laughs) and then if we want to dive into the little pillars we can do that yeah let's do it okay cool unless you want to start somewhere else or is that good no, no, no. Let's jump right in. Okay, cool. Okay, so when I talk about selling on Instagram stories, what I really follow is this four-step framework, which makes it so simple, so easy to follow, so easy to remember too. And really, it's this acronym SELL, just to make it even more easier. I love for this to remember this acronym <laughs> thing. I loved it. Yes, I, I'm such an acronym brain type of person that I won't yeah. remember anything unless there's there's like a rhyme and reason to it. There's so when enough- you think about well, yeah, I was going to say, there's nothing worse when someone does this acronym thing, but it like it doesn't spell a word, and it's yeah. like 
you know, sick em. <laughs> sick em off. But yes, this one actually spells a word. Oh my gosh, it's so funny that you say that because when I was coming up with this acronym, I'm like, I need an acronym. I need it to make sense. And it probably took me a good 45 minutes to piece it together. And finally, <laughs> but I'm like, it has to make sense. I'm not going to come up with some bogus acronym that's a bunch yeah. of vowels and random letters. You just pictured but, yourself being on stage ooh. in front of thousands of people and people like on the edge of their seat thinking, what is this acronym? And you're like, sick em of. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's how you lose people's attention right yeah, right, right away. Again. They're like, what is this What is this person talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, but with this acronym, which so conveniently is S-E-L-L, how I really like to teach showing up and selling on social media on the Instagram stories is first showing social proof. So that is the first S. And this is how I really lead into anything on my stories. I'm showing social proof of a client win, of a potential question that I get from someone, of um, someone signing up for one of my programs, like anything that is social proof of showing that other people's other people are making progress, other people are signing up for my program, other people are involved in conversations, anything that really shows social proof of that aspect of it. Yeah. And we can go into detail on any of these if after I'll just give a quick overview of each of them. Um, and then when you go into E, that is educate. So really educating about your offer. What is your program? Who is it for? How long is it? And this is really the basics of it, just so people understand, is this potentially a good fit for them? And what is this program that you're talking about? Then when we get into L, it's listing the impact. So this really is where you get to the specifics about the transformation, what's in it for them, what are they going to be like after they join your program, what results will they get, and how do you really speak to your target audience in a way where maybe it's words they haven't used before, but they're like, oh my God, I want that. That's where I want to be. I want to experience that. I want that transformation. So getting super specific and really, really granular on how you share the transformation in this listing the impact section. Then on the fourth photo that I would share on my Instagram stories, each one of these can just be an individual photo or a video of you talking, whatever it may be. The last one is L for lead into the sale. And this one is super simple of just telling your people what you want them to do. And if that's, hey, send me a DM. If that's, hey, join the wait list. If that's, hey, go listen to my podcast. Like whatever you're promoting, you want to be super specific with your followers on what's the actual next step. And these four individual components, the S, the E, the L, the L, is what I do almost daily on my Instagram stories. If it's promoting a podcast episode, if it's promoting a freebie, if it's promoting a web if it's promoting a program, if it's promoting someone I'm an affiliate for, you can use this for anything and everything because truly we are selling across all of these different components. And this is really what I found has been super helpful to just bring more celebration, build more excitement, show people what's possible for them and remind them over and over and over and over of what's available to them when they come into my world and work with me. Sick. So can we do like an example to get a bit of um, kind of contrast between how you would position it if you're doing a podcast compared yeah. to how you would you position it if you're selling one of your programs, just so people can kind of see the difference. Yeah, 100%. Um, 
So let's, do you want to start with the podcast? Yeah, that's the fun one. It's an easy one. So usually what I do when I'm going through the sell framework for a podcast episode, because truly, I mean, we're selling people on their time to be spent listening to a podcast episode, right? So although it's not something where there's a monetary exchange, we're still selling. We still have to convince people to a certain extent or show the value um, for them to actually go and listen to the podcast. So what I do in this instance for the social proof, I always have screenshots of any podcast reviews that I get. Whenever I get a notification, an email like, hey, there's a new podcast review for your podcast, take a screenshot of that. Or if someone Someone messages me and says, hey, I love that podcast episode. I've been really binging your podcast. Any DMs that I get about the podcast, I also screenshot those. So for me personally, on Wednesdays, I have my episodes that come out. So I will post one of those social proofs on my Instagram stories and really just say like, thanks for the love on the podcast. So glad that you're enjoying it. Something super simple. Then when, um, what I do next is educate. So I'm educating them on the new episode that just launched and I just share a graphic or a very simple piece of content that shows, Hey, here's a new episode and here's what it's about. Then when you go into listing the impact, this is where I personally will show up on my Instagram stories and post a video talking about the episode. What's in it for them? Why should they listen? What's the best part about this episode? What's the urgency on why they should listen to it now? And really just explaining a little bit more about what the podcast episode is about and showing my face and really talking to them on my Instagram stories. And Mm -hmm. then when you lead into the sale, this is really just leading into them listening to it. I will either take a screenshot of my link tree and I say, hey, go to my link tree to listen. Or I say, hey, go on Apple, go on Spotify, or I'll add the link to the actual story too and say, or just click here to listen. So just Mm -hmm. giving them that actual physical next step for them to take to then listen to the podcast episode. What do you generally run with? Um, Because there's, you know, I don't know if you, um, do you follow Brock Johnson? No, I don't think so. Um, he always talks about don't put links in your stories mm. right? because, you know, Insta want you to stay on their app and you put links in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you run with? Like, you know, you mentioned a few things there, putting the link in there, um, actually saying go to, the, you know, my bio. Like, What do you generally run with? If you've got a call to action and you want someone to go somewhere, what do you do? You do the link? Do you do? Hey, go to my bio. Like, do you have any one that you sit on? So normally, I actually don't use the link a lot, not for that reason. But I find for me to go grab the link, copy it, come back to the app, click the little sticker, paste the link in there. It just for me is a lot of steps. So usually, I will <laughs> just say like, hey, search for the podcast on Apple or Spotify or any other platform, or go to the link in my bio because that's just easier for me. If it's an actual conversation about one of my programs, I will tell people like, hey, DM me if you want the link or hey, DM me if you have any questions. So I don't put the link in my stories too often. Every so often I do just to make it easier for people. But really, I don't just because it's a little bit more steps for me. And I like the path of least resistance and just do whatever is easiest. (laughs) So interesting that you say that, though, because Mm. I think I've heard you say that before. And it's such a valid point. So maybe my laziness has helped me in a little bit that I'm not like going against the Instagram gods (laughs) and what they want. But but for me, truly, it's just whatever is easiest and what's at my fingertips at that point in time. Yeah, cool. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, I like your little podcast thing. I'm going to steal it. Yeah. I'm going to steal that little thing. So one thing I don't do is I don't post reviews with life on podcasts. Ooh. Generally what we do is we post a reel and then we'll post like a, uh, we call it a um, podcast preview in the story and it'll just be like a snippet, mm-hmm. a snippet of the podcast. Yeah. So you'll have your own snippet, Monica, in the stories. <laughs> Um, but yeah, posting a podcast. Now, what do you actually say? Like, say for example, it's story one. Mm-hmm. Do you just here's a random review or a testimonial about someone saying the podcast is awesome? Is it just that? Is there a heading? Like, what do you do exactly? Ooh, that's a good question. So I, I take a screenshot of it, and then I and when I put it on my story, what I like to do is underline the keywords of where I want people's attention to go. So obviously, I'll add a little bit of a title and I'll say, thank you so much for the love on the Product Biz Podcast. And then I'll mention something that someone said in the review. So I just did this yesterday and I shared a review where someone said, I've been binging on all of the episodes. And then they went on for a couple of sentences after that in the review. So when I took a screenshot of that, I wrote some text saying, thank you so much for the love on the Product Biz Podcast. Yes to binging all the episodes episodes and I put like a fun emoji, right? So that draws the person's attention because you want to give some context. You just don't want to post a review with no context, no words, no additional information because someone's going to breeze by that. Mm. So I write some additional context, even though it's like super basic, right? Like, obviously, this is a podcast review, but I'm going to draw people's attention to the words that I put above it. And then I highlight the key words that the person is saying in the review. I underline it because I don't want people to see this big blob of text of a review. I want them to be drawn to specific words. So this person said binge worthy. I love how she's also a product business owner, so she can really relate. My main takeaway is X. So I highlighted those things. So when people see that, they're like, wow, like this person got some great takeaways. I want to make sure that I listen to the podcast or I need to go listen to the most recent episode, but really just to draw their attention on the words and the phrases that I want them to see to kind of entice them a little bit more to then take the action that I want them to take. Mm, Beautiful. Yes. Love it. So you do that and then you basically say on the next next slide, it's kind of like a graphic and you say, you know, episode number, whatever it is, the title and then roughly, hey, these are the dot points, what it's about. And then the mm-hmm. next thing after that, you're jumping on video and going, hey, you know, this is for you if you're here and you want to get here, that type of thing. Yes, 100%. And then it's like, next one, hey, you want to listen to this thing, Yeah. click here, go search my podcast. Cool as I'm going to get Zed on my team who kind of does that stuff to stalk your stories. <laughs> Monica, see kind of specifically what you're doing. Love it. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to steal that kind of thing. Yes. And it's so simple too. And I think that's the fun part of it because a lot of times when we talk about selling, right, it seems like it has to be this really complicated process or there's so much to it. And obviously there's finesse in the words that we use and how we connect to people. But truly it could be four photos or four videos on your stories 
and you're building connection with people and then they're getting excited for whatever you're talking about. So I like demystifying selling a little bit. Like it's not super complicated. It's not super complex. Like, yeah, it's a screenshot of a review and you're underlying and adding some context. Like that's some easy stuff, right? Which is a great thing about it because anyone can do it. And there's no point that we should be nervous or afraid or scared or also not getting the results that we want if we're just showing up and following this super simple process to remind people and get people excited and get conversations flowing with the people who are following your stories. Mm. All right, let's have a look at the other side of it. Let's just <laughs> say you're selling a uh, program of yours or whatever you're doing. Yeah. Um, what, what, what's an example and a flow of uh, working through something like that? And tell us what typical, what's a typical program you'd sell just mm-hmm. so, you know, the listener can get an idea. Is it a high ticket one-to-one coaching? Is it like a low ticket thing? Like just let us know specifically what you're selling. Yeah. So this example I can talk through, I have a high ticket program called Product Biz Academy. So I help people who have handmade product businesses, people who make jewelry, candles, skincare, things like that. I help them to grow and scale their business. So my signature program is Product Biz Academy. It's a $3,000 program um, and it has content, one-on-one support, all that fun stuff. So how I really sell this, and this is an interesting part because I haven't actually launched this program in a while, but I knew that um, I wanted to keep talking about it. I wanted to keep building hype about it. I wanted to keep exposing people to the wins that my clients have. And just from doing this process and talking about it, I've been getting more clients in, DMing me, asking about it, joining the program kind of on the back end without doing an official launch, which has been the really fun part. So this whole sell framework kind of happened just out of random chance. It's not like I was trying to sell. It's just I want to keep the momentum and keep the exposure and not disappear on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then it happened to lead to a ton of sales, which is just the fun part of it. So to give an example of how I would do this for my program, I specifically have a Facebook group for my members and I encourage them always to share their wins. Number one, so we can celebrate them. Number two, so they really show up confidently and want to share about their wins because I think a lot of people are a little bit shy about sharing when they're reaching success. So really trying to change that a little bit. But then the third reason too is so I can brag about them on social media, right? So I can share with others amazing progress. So in this case, whenever I have an awesome review or an awesome comment in the Facebook group of someone saying, oh my gosh, I actually just had this happen um, a couple days ago. One of my clients, she sells skincare and she sold $10,000 worth in January, which on the retail side of things, when you're talking about a product business is crazy good. So mm-hmm. it's it's hard when you have $20, $25 physical products to have that much in sales. So she posted a couple days ago in the Facebook group about how excited she was. This is her best month ever and it's just January. It's going to lead to an amazing year. So I took that screenshot and I shared it on my stories. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, okay, got to roll with this. (laughs) And... What I really did is, again, like highlighted her keywords. She said $10,000 month. She -hmm. said, I'm so grateful for your help and for this community. She said a couple other things. And I just talked about how I'm so proud of Daisy, this is my client, for all of her hard work and for reaching this big milestone. So that would be the social proof part, right? Then when you get into educate, it's truly just... Sorry, can I just ask a question about the social proof? So um, all well and good, you've got 
a group of people there and, you know, we're encouraging wins and we're saying, okay, it's win Wednesday, everybody. Let's <laughs> post your wins. Nice That's actually what I do. <laughs> you do win Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, my God. I love it. There you go, win Wednesday. Um, yeah, all good. Well, and good when you got that and then you got this continuous, you know, flow of wins and successes coming through. What about when someone's going, oh, well, Monica, I don't have a, I don't have a, a group program where people are doing that. Uh, I'm just fighting to get one-to-one clients and then I don't have the testimonials. Mm-hmm. Can you offer any suggestion to those people where they don't have a lot of testimonials or maybe they are not haven't got testimonials coming in? Frequently? Yeah, that's such a good question. And I get this too from people who also coach people on maybe more personal matters where their clients aren't just like sharing mm, about it openly Hell right yeah. so yep. so there's the two sides of it either where it's more personal and you can't really take screenshots or maybe you don't have testimonials or stuff like this just yet so what i like to tell people is you embodying what you teach is social proof so if you don't have people sending you dms of their progress or testimonials just yet you literally showing what's possible is social proof. So an example that I like to do, and you have to just kind of humor me that the product side of things. So as a product-based business owner, which I own my own um, skincare company, I used to do a ton of markets. Every single weekend, I would participate in a farmer's market or a small business market selling my products. And what I really did over the last year or two is I transitioned away from doing that because I built up my online business for my skincare company. Mm -hmm. So, and a way to show social proof is a month ago, I'm in Arizona now, and I went to a farmer's market and I wasn't there selling. I was just there as a visitor, right? Mm. So I took a photo of the farmer's market and I said, it's so nice to wake up on a Saturday morning, enjoy a cup of coffee, not rush out the door and just stroll to the farmer's market as a person just attending instead of actually working all weekend and selling at a market. So you can show social proof by just embodying what you teach and being that visual, being that example of what's possible when people do what you teach them what to do, right? Mm, that's so cool. So cool. I, I think, um, yeah, I think it's like like from my short experience with you, Monica, it's like you just go out there and make shit happen and you just go yeah. out there and go for it and I think that's a really good lesson to a lot of us where from what I witness so many people just wanting it on the comfortable path it's like Mm -hmm. well I've got this phone here I guess I just post a video and I'm all good it's going to go viral and then I'm going to blow up but it's just so far from the truth and for some people that happens but the chances it's going to happen to you are so small um and yeah, I think like, you know, just getting out there and putting yourself out there, like an example where you used to smash markets, like you said, get out there and certain markets, sell your stuff. And now you've built this online business. So, um, yeah, I think that's a really good lesson where if you're just, you know, sticking to your lounge room, your living room, and you're sitting behind your phone and you just, what every day you're getting up, you're like, is today going to be my day? Am I going to break through today? But if you're just sitting there, stuck in your own little world, you've got to get yourself out there, put yourself out there. So do you ever um, miss the markets? 
Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I used to live in Chicago. I was in Chicago for 10 years, and yeah. it's a very big small business community, and it would literally be markets every single weekend the entire year. So you're working mm. all week, then you're going to sell your products at a market, and then mm. you're working all week to like right. restock yep. and get more. Yep. And yeah, I mean, that's one of the main things that I teach people in my program is how to sell your physical products, your skincare online, how to sell your jewelry online, how to sell your candles online, because the whole market hamster wheel is just really, really hard. And you don't have weekends, right? You don't really have like a life. So, Mm. so that's been, um, I mean, that's a perfect example right there of just embodying what I teach and showing people, hey, here's what's possible when you learn how to sell on like Etsy or on your website or on other places um, mm. and just showing people social proof in that way. Now, I was thinking, maybe I'm thinking of when you said markets and look, we've got plenty of markets here, but when you said for some reason, I was like picturing oh, the markets that you were at are just because some markets are really nice. Like we go to this place called Byron Bay um, in Australia. That's where my wife and I got married and really nice place. It's like a kind of a surf town. And I don't know if you know Chris Hemsworth, um, mm-hmm. Thor, He's he lives there. Um, and their markets there are just like, you know, f- fresh produce and you've got really nice people. The vibe there is amazing. The weather's beautiful. When you were saying your market's, that's what I pictured. I pictured that scene and there's kind of like cows <laughs> frolicking around. There's a bit of straw underneath your feet. <laughs> and then when you said Chicago, I'm like, I'm pretty sure Chicago is like freezing. <laughs> so. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And the markets for small business owners in Chicago, I mean, it's the holiday season. So you are literally setting a tent up at 6 a.m. Mm. to sell your products in freezing weather on the weekend so oh, no. i mean oh no this, so i got it yeah. wrong i got it completely yes, you got it all wrong <laughs> Hence why I'm thinking, surely you missed that surely you missed going out there but no okay that's making sense now yep cool stuff all right so we've um i don't i i don't recall where we were we're talking about number the s right and yes what do we do if uh, someone hasn't got the big, you know, a big batch of clients and all that and the people coming through with the wins each week. That's a good one. So kind of showing your progress, you embodying your craft and you showing up behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, hey, what you're posting on social media, you're embodying it behind the scenes yourself and then you can show your progress that you've made in life. Yeah, cool. 100%. And then also, um, I think, I don't know if you mentioned it or you kind of hinted on it, but what I grabbed from it was... You can still get like, you can still get people like say you're speaking to DMs or even comments and they're not even your clients and they say, oh my gosh, that was amazing. Oh, thank you so much with that. Or that, that. You can still use that stuff, can't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hundred percent. I mean, it doesn't yeah, it doesn't have to be direct clients who are having conversations with you or anything. One thing that I like to do is whenever I get questions from people in my DMs, if it's something worth sharing, if it's something that I know others are thinking, I'll take a screenshot of that and share it too. And I think that really helps because then the people who are seeing my stories know that I'm open to having DM conversations. I'm not just this person who's like sharing information, but don't bother me, don't talk to me. I'm open. And I actually really enjoy having DM conversations with people because I know how much that connection is built. 
So when I show that other people are commenting or DMing, asking questions, it just opens up this sense of community that other people feel more welcome to do the same. And all of that, I mean, is social proof too, just to show like, hey, I'm helping people. I'm answering questions. I'm talking about X, Y, Z. And people, yeah, people relate to that. <laughs> and this picture in the market thing again, it's like the equivalent. Imagine if you're like, oh, I don't speak to anyone in the DMs. And in the marketplace, you're the person that sits there with your arms folded <laughs> and you're basically giving this fuck off vibe like don't come and buy my stuff <laughs> oh my gosh well I, I would be you know i would the setup was tough it, mm. it's good to talk to people at markets and actually you know build connections and talk to your customers but just in reality the whole aspect of it is just i mean it's a lot of work it is a mm. ton of work to do that and it's Hell all yeah. weekend long so yeah i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't be that obvious i'm sure there were some times where my face did give it away like freezing weather i don't want to be here right now but i would always tough it out and just make the most of it like you said i'm i'm such a big fan of no matter what you do do it with excellence like do your best even if you don't enjoy it even if it's not the best conditions i mean do something to change it right if you want your situation to be different well that's in your hands too but whatever you're working on right now do it to your utmost best and you're going to learn so much it's going to make you progress so much faster even if it's something that you're like why the hell am i here what am i doing it's still such a good stepping stone to wherever you want to go in the future Mm -hmm. beautiful all right, let's move on to E, educate. Yes. Cool. Let's get educating. So, we just, so we're, we're yes. talking about the, um, just to kind of, because I know we've gone down a bit of a rabbit hole here. Um, so we, we're now focusing on, uh, Monica's gone from a podcast to selling like a high ticket program. Uh, we've spoken about an examples of the S, which is the social proof. Now we're moving on to the E of SAL acronym, which is educate. Yes. Take it away, yes. Monica. Yes. And E is the easy one because this is truly just talking about your program, like what is it? Who is it for? When does it start? So in this example, I talk about Product Biz Academy. It's a six-month group coaching program. Um, There's one-on-one calls. There's one-on-one support. There's a Facebook community. So this is some of the basics, and I think this is still important because although – This doesn't necessarily get people to buy. I think the L that we'll talk about next is more of what really entices people. It's still really important for people to know what you're offering because although we know our offer so well, people probably don't know them. Maybe they've heard us randomly talk about our program once or twice, but people truly need to see something and hear something. I think the statistic is 25 times before it truly registers and before they have the thought to purchase. So the more you talk about your program and what's included, the better, right? So it's literally just getting sick of your own voice, talking about your program, sharing about it, but letting people know what is it, what's included, who is it for, when does it start, any of those really fundamental basics just to get them up to speed on what you're talking about beautiful makes sense easy peasy so then we go to l which is list the impact and for this one in particular i like to get super super specific on how i share the transformation and the impact of my program so a couple examples is i'll say something along the lines of this program is perfect for the person who's working full-time but owns a small business and is going full steam ahead to leave their full-time job with the dream of running their 
their own small business full time. So this is just getting a little bit more specific in how you describe things or what the transformation is. So in this case, it's someone who is in a full-time job and wants to run their own business and have that be their full-time career and passion instead. But instead of saying like, hey, you know, Product Biz Academy helps you to leave your full-time job, you add a little bit more color and more words to it to make it more exciting. Like Mm. Product Biz Academy helps you if you're going full steam ahead and you want to leave your full-time job and you really want the freedom to be able to travel with your husband to go on a vacation to Europe or wherever you want to go. So it's getting super, super, super specific about the transformation, about when you learn how to sell your products online, in my example. This is what's possible for you. This is what's on the other side. This is what you can really accomplish and what you can achieve. So it's just getting specific and the impact, the transformation, what they really want to happen and adding more words around it so it's a little bit more exciting versus just blatantly what they want, right? Because both of those examples are pretty similar, but one is just more words, more excitement, more color to it versus being super direct on like, yeah, I'll help you leave your full-time job and things like that. Yeah, that's a huge point. That's a huge point like your communication and messaging Um, because say, you know, let's just say even five years ago, the coaching industry has changed massively in just five years and five years ago, you could say, hey, um, you know, program XYZ uh, helps you leave your full-time job and live a life that you have always dreamed of. Mm-hmm. But if you say that now, you're just jumping into an ocean of everyone saying the exact same message. So when you can get specific, like Monica said, and go deep on, okay, who exactly is this person? What is their specific problems and struggles? What do they think of every day? Yeah, I get it. They're sick of their full-time job. But what's the thoughts when they first wake up in the morning? You can call this shit out. And if you can mm-hmm. talk specifically what about their dream, because we've got this vision, yeah? you got a vision, Monica. I've got a vision. And if you, Monica, if you, let's just say you did a video talking about your program and you spelt out my vision, even though it's a program that's got nothing to do with me, right, you would have my 100% attention. And like you just cut through everybody else. And that's the key. If you can get crazy good at this that's how you can get people going oh my gosh monica i'm in yeah that's so funny that you say that because i have so many people who message me and they're like i don't even own a product business but i want to based on how you talk about (laughs) it i want to based on what you share and i'm like okay so this is working because i'm kind of and obviously these people don't actually end up signing up but it's good to know that i'm speaking to people in a way that they're like yeah like that's what i really want and this is something that i struggled with for the longest time Because I would do surveys of my audience and they would tell me, I want to leave my full-time job. I want to make more money on Instagram. I want to have consistent sales. And I would use that in my messaging and it just wasn't working. But Mm -hmm. I love what you said that it's truly the thought in their head. Like what are they waking up and thinking? Or even taking it one step further, describing things in a way that maybe they haven't thought of before. But when Mm -hmm. they read it, they're like, oh my gosh, that's me. That's what I want. I haven't even thought of it in that way, but yes, that is where I want to go or what I'm struggling with. Mm. So that's been like a recent shift for me over the past just couple months, really acknowledging that of we have to read in between the lines of what our people say, what our people say that they want to really find out like what's 
underneath the surface? What is truly there and how can we describe it in a way that they're like, yes, oh my gosh, I didn't even know I wanted that, but sign me up. This is what I need. How did you figure all that out? Like if, you know, you did the the, the thing, the survey thing, which, you know, it's kind of a, if you're going to start a business, it's like a target market research, right? Um, ask, which is if you don't know what that is, well, <laughs> shame on you. Yes, you've got to ask. You've got to know your market, right? Now, how did you go from this, this typical, oh, I'm going to survey my audience and then they say the same shit. And the thing is with when you survey your audience, they, you don't know what you don't know. And then exactly what you said there, they'll say, oh, well, I want to make sales every day and I want to make money and all that type of thing. But then when you say, oh, cool, I've got all this information and I release this program. This program is going to make you help you get sales every day. It's going to help you relay what they said, and then it's like it doesn't hit. What did mm-hmm. you do to find out the secret in communication? Good question. So, what I like to do, <clears throat> there's two things. Number one, I like to get so specific to the point that I'm like, oh my gosh, is this too specific? When I say that, I know that I'm on the right path. When I can just drill it down, and I think I can drill it down better now for a couple of reasons. Number one, I'm really paying attention to when I was in that spot, what was I truly thinking and what did I truly feel and what did I truly want? So going back to me in that situation and really reminding myself of what were my thoughts Also, being super, super present when I do hear my current clients talking about what they're struggling with, and you start to see a lot of themes there. So that's a little bit more um, in their head versus a survey written response is to actually hear some of your clients what they're struggling with. But both of those are a little bit ambiguous, right? So what I like to do is actually on my Instagram feed, this is where I test a lot of my messaging. So to give you another example, on the Instagram side, a lot of my product business owners are like, I want to sell more of my candles on Instagram. How do I make more sales on Instagram? And I posted something on Instagram saying, here's how to make more money on Instagram or something very specific to what they said they wanted. Mm -hmm. And my engagement on that post didn't really do so well. And I'm like, what is going on? This Mm -hmm. is what everyone said they wanted. But then I was like, okay, I'm going to get uncomfortably specific. I'm going to think about, you know, what situation was I in when I was in those shoes? And how could I describe this in maybe a very enticing way or just a different way that will catch their attention? So I tried that same post, but I reframed it to how to tell if you're in the friend zone with your Instagram followers. And then I talked about if you're in the friend zone, they are excited about your personal life. But when you try to sell a product, they're not liking it. They're not commenting. (laughs) They're not engaging with you. Um, And I had some other couple things in there too. But that post had like double the engagement. So when I test that out on my feed, then when I go to my stories to actually pitch an Instagram masterclass or whatever it may be, I have some concrete data behind it to say, okay, this kind of silly way of explaining it actually captured people's attention and they related to it. So now when I talk about the program or a masterclass or whatever it is, I'm going to use this specific language right here. So it's kind of those three components. It's not a super specific answer. I mean, a lot of it is just trial and error and you know, mm. putting posts out there that don't do good and being okay with that and then shifting your perspective and your messaging to try it a different way, both on your feed and on your stories. But it's just, you know, 
continuing to iterate and evolve and finding how to relate to your people with those words. Love that. Like it's um, the experimenting. That is so cool. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's like we just want the thing to be perfect and we're too scared of failing or, you know, things not performing as well as they used to. So we avoid, it's like almost like in your case, like, all right, well, you know what? I'm just going to try this messaging here. Um, and my goal is like, I don't care about this post and the engagement and shit or like that. My goal is to actually find out, hey, is this hitting or not? Mm-hmm. Because then you're going to find out, does it work or not? And then you can go, sweet, did it work? Cool. We've got some evidence this thing works. No, nah, that sucked compared to the engagement in my last post. So I've got some evidence that didn't work. Let's tweak a few things and try it again. So good, Monica. That yes. is so good. What a what a learning there lesson. If you're not experimenting right now, you've got to get out there and do it. Um, yeah. You know, it's that's all it's about is just trying things and seeing what works and what doesn't work. And, uh, you know, learning something, making little changes and trying it again. If you do that process, um, I call it the AR. We're talking about crappy acronyms. This is a crappy acronym. I call it the <laughs> OWL method, which is, uh, what do I want to call it again? So, ARL. So, there's the learning, there's reflecting. What's the A? I posted a bloody video about it like a month ago. <laughs> Um, I can't remember. Anyway, it was just that, whatever it is. I think it's, no, action. That's it. You take there action. You go. There you go. Tell you yes, what, that, that wouldn't work sense. if I was on stage there. I'm like, what's my acronym? <laughs> i got to work on my R. Yeah, so you got to take action. And then once mm-hmm. you take the action, you reflect what went well about it, what didn't well, go well. You make a learning and then you take the same action again. You just do that thing over and over. Yes. Love 100%. the experimental I love thing, that. Monica. Yeah. All right, let's go to this last one. I work on the one. acronym a little bit, but I love the concept. Yeah, the acronym sucks. <laughs> no, go, you got to go watch the video because it's funny as. It's like <laughs> something like I'm like, the key to learning is what I call the ARL method. Oh, my gosh. And I'm I like, oh, I know, I know it. You know what, Monica, if we had this chat, I, if I could turn back time, yeah, and I'd already chatted to you, I'd change that because it's terrible. <laughs> Shagan. Hey, I hope you're enjoying today's episode so far. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date because we release a new podcast every single week. And if you're getting value out of this, then share it. Share it with the world. Share it with someone that you know that would also benefit from it. And hey, tag us over on Instagram at Luke underscore page and we'll give you a shout out for the support. Thank you so much. Let's get back into this. All right, let's finish off on the um, uh, the last L, which is lead into the sale. Yes. So this one's super simple. Then when I'm talking about my Product Biz Academy program, I just tell people specifically either <clears throat> sign up for the waitlist, go to the link in my bio to sign up, or DM me if you want to be added to the waitlist. And although this program isn't really open for enrollment, if I do notice someone signs up for the waitlist or if someone has a great DM conversation with me and they're super interested, I will actually open the doors for them for them to join the program. So it's me kind of feeling out who's serious. And if they're reaching out to me saying, oh my gosh, when is this going to be open next? I really want to join. These testimonials are amazing. This sounds so perfect. I'll be like, hey, listen, I don't normally do this. This has been a great conversation. I think you'd be a great fit. If you want to join, here's the link. Just let me know within the next 48 hours and then you'll get started right away so that's 
specifically for that example, what I would do. But of course, if it's a waitlist, if it's a masterclass, no matter what it is, just tell people what you want them to do. And then if yeah. it leads to a conversation, great. If it leads to a sign up, great, like whatever it may be. But just being super specific on what that next step is. Cool. The waitlist, are you making them pay a deposit or anything like that? Or it's just like, hey, you're on this waitlist? Waitlist, yeah. I don't have them pay anything. It's just, just purely a waitlist just for them to be notified of when it reopens. Cool in the ghoulies. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Monica, for sharing all this stuff. This has yeah. been really awesome. Is there anything that you wanted to drop in that uh, we haven't spoken about? I don't think so. I think maybe just to reiterate what you said, right, is just everything is a test and it's truly taking yourself out of it. And I think when you look at it as a test, it makes it easier because you don't take it personally, right? If mm. one of my Instagram posts doesn't do well, it's fine. I'm just testing and I'm just learning. If I post on my story and it doesn't lead to anyone DMing me, that's fine. I'm just learning how to message, how to talk, how to speak and connect with them. So with all of this, it's truly just practice and practice and practice and and evolve and change and learn and then you start to see how it all pieces together and it it comes together and it leads to the results that you want so if anyone gives this a try just know that the first time may not be your million dollar a day but if you keep showing (laughs) up and keep doing it i mean your success is is inevitable and i'm excited to hear um how people use this and, and what results they get beautiful where can they find you monica yeah, so I am mostly on Instagram, like I said, Monica Little Coaching. Um, and then if you are a product-based business owner, I have a podcast called The Product Biz Podcast where I share more insights there. But that's mostly where I hang out and I would love to hear from anyone from this side of the podcast and, and uh, let me know what you think. Thanks, uh, Monica. Really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Hey there, I hope you loved today's episode. If you did, I would really appreciate if you could leave us a review on the platform that you're listening to this on right now. You see, your help and support allows us to spread this podcast across the world and we can't do it without you. Apart from that, make sure you're following us over on Instagram at Luke underscore page.